Timer's on. Timer's gone. Okay. You sitting taller than me. That's a good thing. Mm. So what's up, man? Chilling. Yeah. Like How it's been you doing? A long time. I know. Welcome back. Kind of. I kind of miss this. Miss you. Miss. Aww. Miss our peeps. You know what I mean? Miss. I was gonna say fans, but that sounds weird. It does sound a little weird. Uh, miss Pastor Ken's fans. Uh, <laughs> so I want to make sure that you know. We're ready. Yo, my name is Kieran, and this is my co-host, Ken McAnulty, and welcome to One on One with PK. Free internet. You guys use pigeons? I don't care what you plan. Because <laughs> we want them to learn. We want them to grow. You know, I love you. I do want you. It's, it's, been, been, a, it's been a road for you. Bro, absolutely. COVID, mouth infection, baby, which was the blessing part, and then everything in between, bro. Girl dad, four girls now. It's official. Not that not three, what made it unofficial, but it's official. So you are... I am. A girl dad. A girl dad. And to answer the question that is burning in your hearts, you probably put in the chat right now. No, I would not be trying for another one. No, I am, I am good. And yes, I'm making sure it happens. Believe it. I'll in believe name, it when I see it. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I need you to build me up right now. Build me up. In a year, year and a half, when Erica's not pregnant, then I'll believe it. It's crazy, man. Like, Erica's been pregnant two years, twice in the three years you've been here. I know. Not even three years. October 20th. I was just, I was just uh, talking uh, last night because I put Luna to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to you and Erica about putting True to sleep just a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So uh, both of your youngest ones I have, I have held and put to sleep in my arms. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But you are now a girl dad. You were a girl dad, but you you officially are a girl dad. You know, man, like, you know what's changed the most? And Luna's still a baby, but my house is really loud. (laughs) Yo, it's so loud in there. I have five girls just constantly conversing. Screaming? No. Yelling? I'll try to be positive. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try to be positive. Just passionately expressing themselves so has being a girl dad changed who you are absolutely i learned how to be more patient i learned i have to be more in tune to my emotions i learned i have to do you sit do you sit on the couch with tissues and cry no i'm not there yet i'm not there yet (laughs) hence i said yet because it's gonna happen but uh yeah man i gotta be more in tune myself my like my my me you know what i mean like i gotta like let the kids know that like i have emotions in a heart because normally, like, it's funny because although I am the same, you know what I'm saying? At home, I'm, I'm a little reserved because, like, at home, everybody knows you get to turn it off at home. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. get to turn it off. And so I turn it off a lot at home. And so I'm just like, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm trying to be more, yeah, that. I know it just kind of leads us into a conversation that, that we've been having a little bit is, you know, who, who is the real you? type thing mm. what a mm. interesting concept right yeah an interesting concept because when I, mean, I say this all the time a <laughs> lot of us rather i say it this way rebellious teenagers aren't the only ones carrying fake ids and mm. i've learned that the hard way i've learned that i cannot be the label people put on me mm. you know what i'm saying yeah growing up one of the, one of the biggest challenges for me was to live up to a certain level of, and this is not like a racist thing or it's just 
a reality thing for sure. me, living up to a level of blackness that matched what society thought mm -hmm. black was. So therefore, I'm, I'm a, every label that was attached to me, I tried to fulfill that label wow. while at the same time denying me wow. and denying myself and denying who ultimately God has created me to be. And I've been battling this, 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 this idea of identity, right? And there's this cool illustration I've seen because I'm wrestling this in the book of Ephesians and Ephesians mentions the phrase in Christ a plethora mm -hmm. of times, mm -hmm. in Christ. And so I've seen this illustration um, and it made sense to me. The gentleman grabbed the notebook and he took a pen and he said, the book, notebook represents Christ. The pen represents us. So he put the pen inside the book and he closed it mm -hmm. and he said, now you're, the pen is in the notebook. Wherever the pen goes, or rather wherever the notebook goes, mm -hmm. the pen goes. Whatever the notebook looks like, the pen looks like, so on and so forth. And I was just thinking about that and really like, man, I'm in Christ. And so that doesn't just bring like, you know, salvation and all those good things, but that brings freedom for me to be who God has created me to be. Yeah, it really you know does. What I mean? Yeah. And I mean, it, it, it creates this tension, um, but it also resolves the tension, but it doesn't resolve it in the way that, that humanity resolves it. Because we hear this cry from society that I'm going to be who I'm going to be. Let the real me come out. You know, you've got this whole coming out of the closet movement mm -hmm. and, and displaying who we feel like we are on the inside. Uh, and that's not what that verse is talking about. Right. And that's why I preface it in Christ. Right. You see what I'm saying? So there is... There is this aspect that God wants us to be the fullness of who we are and, and whatever expression that is, but it also has to be in Christ. Well, it's one of these things that we want we want to be real to who where we are mm -hmm. and who we are right now without being real to that uh, to ourselves right. and and to Christ we can't we can't get better and become more like him right and that that's the goal mm -hmm. is to get better and become more like him. It's this recognition that who I am and where I am right now isn't isn't perfect and i think that has to be the starting place um that that who i am and where i am right now isn't perfect mm -hmm. that, that i don't i don't do things perfect all the time i don't treat people in a perfect way all the time and so to to get better i need to connect to somebody who is mm -hmm. and who does right and so that means i need to connect to god which makes a whole lot of sense because he made us and so it, it's like I want to connect to the author and the creator of me, the one who designed me for a specific purpose, because then, only then, can I be the best version that he created me to be. And it's the path of discovery, what you're <clears throat> referring to, it's this discovering, and the more, that's why I love like looking at some of these, sitting with, with older saints, mm -hmm. and they don't care mm -hmm. about some of these trivial things, these superficial things that, you know, especially at my age, I'm real concerned with. Now, again, you mentioned, we're not perfect. People's, people, whether, whatever stage in life you're in, people still struggle acceptance, insecurity, so on and so forth. But I think that's one of the biggest first keys. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest first key, if you really want to become the, the best, um, if you, if, if you want to get better, then I, I think that we have to first identify where we're not good. Mm. And, and I think we have to be honest with ourselves 
And that's a, that's a real struggle nowadays sure. because, uh, you know, with social media, it's created this idea that I'm going to put the best version of myself out there and that's what I'm going to allow people to see. And oftentimes, I think what we do is we fool ourselves more than we fool anybody else because that's the best version of us that we talk about and therefore it's the best version of us that we only see. And which leads to this, this, this shame idea because now if you've let down that projected idea, identity that you've created right then you're you're you've succumbed to this like oh dang it i'm not xyz no, i'm ashamed of it no you're ashamed of it and so it we have to be yeah like i heard somebody say this once and i thought it was beautiful he said we he was talking he was kind of doing like a monologue from a third person view and he mm-hmm. said he said i'm sorry self for putting everyone else's feelings above yours hmm. think about that how often do we say, I'm going to try to please you at the expense of me? Mm-hmm. Now, what I mean by that is this idea that, bro, like, and make it make it personal. I, I lived 20 plus years of my life mm-hmm. trying to be someone else and not not really saying, no, no, I, no, I actually like this. I like listening to country sometimes. You don't have to. But like I'm, I'm giving I'm, I use that example of saying, like, if I can listen to country, you know I can you, listen to country. You know what you get when you play country music backwards? Mm hmm. You get your dog back, your house back, your gun back, your truck back. But the point is, <laughs> the point is this, like, I don't, I don't have to fit in a box. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. God created me, though. He created me as a being to be the fullness that I can be in him. And if, right. if, if it's not ungodly, bro, I'm going to do it. Not because culture says this is what it looks like. Not because country music is sad as heck, bro. I'm going to be real. It with you. is. Like, That's it's mad saying. depressing. I don't like. I'm, I mean, I don't dislike country, but I, that was an example. I don't like country. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. Well, country music is sad as heck. There is a song. I don't. I'm reluctant to say it, but it's like. Actually, I'm not gonna say it, but it's really, it's like really depressing, bro. But I love it for some reason. It's really depressing. That's probably one of the only country songs I do like. Tell me how it makes you feel. No, I'm just kidding. Tell you how it makes you feel. I actually want to get my dog back. My. <laughs> it makes me feel depressed. But uh, right. yo. I just want to be me, man. And like, yeah. I love the fact that our church is really cool about this because one of our core values is authenticity. Right. And I love the fact that I can come here, dress, do whatever I can. And initially there's always going to be, because we know we're, we're close, there's always going to be make fun of, but there's never a lack of acceptance. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we're always going to mess with oh, you. Oh, that's, that's, that's part how we of family. You. But then, but I never feel like, uh, I'm going to shun you. Like sometimes, you know, I do right. wild things, you know, whatever. And so, and so like, I, I, I love it. One time I sat with Pastor Josh and I sat mm-hmm. down with him and the first thing he said to me was a normal thing. Not what did you do? Or, uh, like, you know what I'm saying? So like, I feel comfortable like mm-hmm. being me again, godly, in a, you know, right. But like, man, I just want to, I just want that for everybody, that freedom in Christ that we have understanding that, yo, Ken, if you want to use the word lit, you can because you have that freedom in Christ. <laughs> Be you, man. Be you, boo-boo. Come on, somebody. You know what I mean? So that's just the, that's just the wave I've been on. I'm trying to yeah. like, really jump into like, God, you, so, made me, you made me me. Right. So you, I mean, you've known me for a few years right mm-hmm. now. Um, and this has kind of been a, it's been a hallmark, I think, of me all my life. I can't think, you know, the there've probably been little spaces where I haven't been like this, but um, I've always stuck out like a sore thumb because you're tall. No, just because I No, Ken, you're tall. Well, the, okay. But I, 
I have this tall, tall, oblivious tall. nature. Tall. Tall. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but I, I have this oblivious part of me that is like, well, I, I, I have no idea what other people are doing and I don't really care. I'm doing it this way because this is what I'm doing. And, and that's kind of how I've always been. And it's, and honestly, that's a gift, bro. It, it really uh, is. Like so on, I don't, to, to not care in a sense of what other people think you, about what you're doing. And I mean, there are, there are little things For that sure. I do, mm-hmm. um, but, but not in a big way. And so like, I actually got in trouble uh, younger in ministry because I would overshare wow. places where I struggled. Wow. And so places where, okay, yeah, this is, this is a tough place. Yeah, you don't talk about that. You're a pastor. Like, why? I mean, that's and, a whole other podcast right but, there. The but church what I saw, crazy with that. What I saw in my childhood was I saw, I saw people around me that did care and so hid things. Mm. And I didn't want that. I didn't want to be that. And so when I got into ministry, I'm like, yeah, we're not doing this. I'm not, I'm not going to be like that. And I've, I mean, yesterday on stage, you know, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the dorky old nerdy white guy. You know, that's, that's just kind of who I am. The tall one, by the way, the tall one. And that's, um, I'm going to, I'm going to be (laughs) myself. I'm going to be myself with that. But I think that there's a beauty in the ownership of yourself Mm -hmm. in the ownership of who God's made you. So, once, once I got to that place where I said, okay, this is who I'm going to be. Now I can identify the faults that I have. Now I can identify my weaknesses. Right. Now I can identify those places that I need God to step in and I need him to make me greater because while I am going to be who I'm going to be, I'm not going to be satisfied staying there because I'm going to grow and I'm going to get better because I want God to use me. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not growing, which is another one of our core values around here, I'm dying. Throwing culture everywhere. And if you, if you look at nature, it's really true. You look at plants, you look at trees, they're either growing or they're dying. Mm-hmm. You look at us spiritually and that's the same thing. You look at us emotionally, mentally, if we're not growing, if we're not learning things, if we're not discovering more things about ourselves, then we really are dying. We're regressing, we're becoming worse. And, and so while there's this beauty in, in self-acceptance and identifying who we are, there has to be, it has to be combined, it has to be merged, um, and it has to work closely together with this idea that once I identify who I am in my base self, and once I'm okay with that, I also have to identify those places that I'm not okay with. And I'm not not okay because somebody else looks different than me. I'm not okay because Christ looks different than me. Mm. Come on. And so when I identify that place where Christ looks different than me because he's perfect and because I want to be like him, well, now I have a, a place to grow to. I think, I think part of the issue is too often in, in our culture, in our society, our eyes are always on others instead of being on Jesus. And so we, we set our sights, you know, our eyes determine our goal. You say this all the time, what you focus on forms you, mm-hmm. okay? Our eyes set our goal. And so when I'm looking at something, uh, and, and you look at you know, horses are the prime example that everybody uses. Why do we put blinders on horses? Because if they look to the side, they will go to the side. And get distracted, yeah. yeah. And so <clears throat> if I'm looking at people around me and identifying characteristics about them, and that's the chief place and chief thing that I'm looking at, then that's going to be my chief comparison and it's going to become my chief goal. 
If I'm looking at Jesus and if I'm looking at his nature, and if I'm constantly looking at, at who he is and, and accepting of myself, but then looking at him, then Jesus becomes my goal. And that's, that's the goal, right? Yes. To be more like Jesus, to yes. look more like Jesus. And then part of who Jesus was to me, he was true to himself. Right. Right? Like, doesn't matter. Any Pharisee would come right. and try to detour him. He was true to himself. And ultimately, I want to be well, true to who God is. In here's me. the beauty of what Christ did. He was, he was true to himself and true to his purpose. And so they, they tried to come and make him king. Mm -hmm. They tried to come and, and um, praise him in places where uh, he shouldn't receive that praise right now because he had a purpose. And so he was true to that purpose. He was true to the, to the design that God had, had made him in, fully God, fully man. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the, the man portion of that design that God had, had, had crafted and created, Christ in his Godhood and humanity was true to that and accepted that mm -hmm. and accepted his role even though he struggled with it, even though he wrestled with even it, he accepted he it. But I mean, that's part of the beauty of it. You know, in the garden, what did he do? When he accepted his role, he also accepted his weakness. Father, if this cup can pass from me, let it be. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And so he accepted his weakness. My weakness is my flesh doesn't want this. <clears throat> that was his weakness. But he submitted it to the Father. No, nah, Jesus wasn't weak. No, nah, he was just, he was not weak. He was not human. You know what I'm saying? We can't relate to him. The only way we can relate to him is if he was fully human. Right? As if he went through pain and suffering like we would. Um, if, he, if he had that moment, that moment of temptation, that moment where he felt weak, that moment where he sweat drops of blood. Mm. Um, you know, that's, that's the way that we can relate to him. I wonder if there's a moment, you know, because sometimes you don't necessarily hear these particular uh, emotions like embarrassment mm -hmm. or mm. Um, insecurity and maybe we can see that in the garden of Gethsemane, but sometimes like you know that's mm -hmm. how that's how some we de dehumanize him sometimes right like well, well jesus never got embarrassed well, maybe he did you know what i'm saying yeah i don't know i mean some of the things that peter said i mean like, i you mean, wonder if jesus got embarrassed a little bit <laughs> can you imagine like after being with the disciples three years but like, hey who do you who does everyone say i am right. elijah like really bro you know what i mean <laughs> like come on man like so embarrassing <laughs> or you know maybe when he walks off of that mountain uh, of transfiguration and he goes down and the disciples have been trying to cast out that demon and he looks at it and he goes these are my followers and they weren't able to do this i mean was he embarrassed in that moment i mean he probably was i wish like if you can go back to any biblical time which which time period would you go back to oh my goodness gracious it would be the moment one of those where Jesus right. attempts to heal the blind man. Hmm. And then he, he's like, I can see you know, like trees. He can partially see. I wouldn't want to go back to that moment to see like, yo, what's Jesus doing, man? Like, what's he like, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, what's he, like, how's he responding in that moment? Right. Where, you know, cause you know, as people of faith, we try to do certain things and when we don't see it like working, you know, we right. send back or we like try to provide some explanation. Oh, well, well, <laughs> whatever it is. But I want to be like, what was Jesus doing? And another moment is, is um, when he walked on water. No, hmm. oh, bro. I want to be in the boat watching that dude walk on water. Was he moonwalking? Did he have his sandals on? You know what I'm saying? Was so you he don't wet? Want, you don't was he wet? Was he wet? You don't want to be walking on water with him? No, I want to be a spectator. Peter. 
No, I'm going back, like back to the future. I'm going back to observe. I'm not, I can't do anything. I can't change anything. That'd be kind of crazy, though. A crazy concept. If you can go back and change biblical like accounts. You know, I know we're getting. I know we're getting crazy. We're getting crazy here. But you know, but I'll go back. I, I want to see him walk on water. <laughs> tall. <laughs> tall. <laughs> How tall are you, Ken? Six three. No, you six five, bro. No, six three. I promise, I'm six three. You and you and Pastor Johnny the same height? I guess. I don't know. Is Pastor Johnny six three? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hey, put in the chat. How tall you think Pastor Ken is? I really think he's six four, six five. But people, people lie all the time. So <laughs> I get measured by the doctor, bro. The doctor's probably trying to make you himself feel better. Okay, you know what I mean. So he probably okay. makes you shorter. What does the driver's license say? Because everyone lies about their height on their driver's license. Six three. Nah, it says six four. Prove it. <laughs> Prove it. I've got it. Right Prove here. it. Oh okay, okay. Yo, that, that's a that's a picture right there. I wish y'all could see that. <laughs> that's a picture right there. My phone back. Why? That's before I lost weight. <sighs> talk about some. You know, we're talking about self love yeah. and whatnot. Erica uses this phrase all the time. Stop body shaming. Do you body shame mm. a lot? I body shame a lot. Like myself? Yeah, oh yeah. Not other people. That'd be mean and ungodly. I struggle sometimes with my body just because I'm not I'm not pleased with it. Um, so yeah, there are moments there are moments where I, I I feel overweight, and part of it's just because I know what I can be and uh-huh. and know what I'm not. Ah, uh-huh. yeah, that's 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 a culmination of what we've been talking about all it, day. It really is. So I mean, for me, it has nothing to do with any dude on a magazine or anything like that. It has to almost do with, a little bit though. James you know, Bond, no. The Rock. No. Vin Diesel? No. I'll you never be those guys. I'm not saying you want to be them, but like No. You don't, don't you mean you mean you don't sit there and just look at them for hours at times? Trying to tall. <laughs> so what we're hearing right now is that Pastor is, Kieran will sit and look at hours for I never hours said at that. a time. That is at your Vin words, Diesel not mine. And the that, rock is your, as he that is your six four words, not mine. Expectation. That is your six four words, not mine. <laughs> I do not. I do not. You However, do, you do not what? I do not sit and look at them at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> what? No, but I, I know that. Uh, Put I it in the chat. Story. You know, Pastor Ken. Guess what actor Pastor Ken just sits there and looks at? Hmm. I, you look like a a Kevin Hart guy. <laughs> If there's any actor where I will go and watch this movie, it would be Harrison Ford. I'm a huge Harrison Ford fan. Harrison Ford? Yeah. Mm. Liam Nielsen. Liam Nielsen. He's good. He's great. Yeah. I'm a Harrison Ford guy. You remember, uh, what's his name? He had a ponytail all the time. Always did the fighting movies. Steven Seagal. Yeah. He's not a good actor. Oh, horrible. But he can, he, them fighting movies are pretty oh, awesome. Yeah, they were. That's all I cared about. See, that should be the next podcast. Guys, guys, stick in your lane. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying don't ever watch like romantic movies, but get some action up in there. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) some, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then maybe occasionally watch The Rock. You know what I mean? You know, for two hours. Yeah, I do want to look like him physically. Okay, Okay. I do. 
I, I would. You know who I think you should. Michael look B. Like? Jordan too. Don't 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 say Jesus. Kieran. No, no, I, I want to look like Kieran in like, The Rock's body. Like <laughs> the best version of Kieran that you can. In The Rock's body, tall. We got to cut this. I'm I'm getting delusion. The coffee's really hitting me now. <laughs> I miss y'all. I miss you. And I promise you, this will be on audio form of podcasts. Wow. This Tony will be, Parker. Uh, this is for you. This is for you, Tony. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I had a kid. I'm sorry that I had COVID. I'm sorry that I took students to camp. Well, guys, we love you and no, we want to encourage tall. you. I want you to understand this, Tony. I'm sorry for you. We want to encourage you tall. to be yourself, um, but be be that version of you that Christ is consistently making better. Make sure that you are... Um, They've missed us. They've missed us. (laughs) I sure hope so. Uh, Make sure that you're self-identifying. Make sure that you are are okay looking at yourself and make sure that you're okay looking at uh, the things that are not going right in you so that you can make them better and allow Christ to to make you the best version of you that you can be. Yes. Be yourself. Trying to be a little serious, man. Have a little serious moment here. Nah. I think they want us to... All right, guys. Have a great week. We'll Talk. see you later. Love y'all. Talk. Good enough. <laughs> All right. Oh, man.